What's up, tribe? This is Coach Nadine. I'm going to be going over your group class programming for the week of October 3rd through October 8th. So let's just jump right in. Um, all right, Monday, October 3rd, we have a steady state workout. So it's going to be eight minutes on, two minutes off for a total of two sets. And you're going to be rotating through a 200 meter run, eight each side, single arm, dumbbell, front rack, reverse lunge thrusters, 20 alternating V-ups, and eight mixed grip pull-ups. And this is going to be four on each side for the pull-ups. So I'm just going to kind of go through all of these movements um, just because some of them are a little bit different. And then I'll explain the flow of the workout a little bit more. So 200 meter run, you guys know what that is. If we can't run, we can definitely bike or row. It's going to be about a 500-ish meter bike and then about a 250 or 200 meter row. For the single arm dumbbell front rack reverse lunge thrusters, the dumbbell is going to be loading the working leg. So that is going to be your front leg in this situation. So you're going to be starting standing tall, so feet together. One dumbbell, say we're working the left side, so we're going to be holding the dumbbell on the left shoulder in the front rack. When we're holding that in the front rack, we want to keep the hand on the handle of the dumbbell, so we don't want to just rest the handle on the shoulder. Um, we're kind of being lazy in that type of way, so if we're holding the handle and keeping one head of the dumbbell touching the shoulder, the other head in front, that is going to help you work the core a little bit more. So again, for this example, we're holding the dumbbell on the left side. So the left leg is going to stay in place and we are going to step back with the right leg. So again, when we step back, we want to focus on leading straight down, straight up with that back knee. And then when we step together, we're locking out that front leg and we're going to be actually pressing that dumbbell up overhead too as we step together. So keeping the dumbbell in the front rack, you're going to step back into that reverse lunge. When you step up, you're pressing that front foot through the floor, squeezing the glute, locking out the leg. And at the same time, you are pressing that dumbbell up overhead. Bring the dumbbell back down to the front rack to reset, and then you're going to do it again. So it's going to be all eight reps on one side, switch arms, all a rep, eight reps on the other side. With the alternating V-ups, we are going to be on the ground on this, on our back, starting with the arms fully extended, um, all the way back, elbows by the ears, legs are fully extended. When you crunch up, you're going to be reaching both arms up and reaching toward one leg. So one leg stays fully extended, um, either hovering above the ground or the foot can also be resting on the ground too if you do need a little bit of support on that. And then one leg is going to come up like a regular V-up and you're going to be crunching and kind of folding in up toward that leg. Extend both arms back, extend the leg back, and then you'll do the other side. So it's 20 alternating reps. With the mixed grip pull-ups, you are going to have one hand supinated and one pronated. So supinated, one is going to be facing toward you, pronated, the other hand is going to be facing away from you. So you're starting at full extension all the way down in that dead hang, doing a pull-up with the hands in that mixed grip, getting that chin all the way over, controlling that all the way down. So it's going to be four with like say, for example, your left hand is supinated, right hand is pronated, four reps in that hand position, then you're going to swap the hands. So now the left is pronated, right is supinated, and you'll do four more reps like that. So you are pretty much going to have to probably break there unless you're really, really coordinated and you're really good and you can change while you're hanging. Um, but for that, you're probably going to want to break this up anyway, four and four. Um, so it'll be four with the hands in one way, four the other way. And you're going to be rotating through that as many times as you can in the eight minutes. 
When we finish that up, you're going to rest two minutes and then you're actually going to restart on that second round. The goal is to try and complete the same number of rounds and reps or a similar number of rounds and reps on round two that you did on round one. So you're not trying to start super, super fast, blowing your brains out on that first round. You want it to be something that is sustainable and is something that you can recover from in two minutes. You can push that same pace and that same intensity all over again. When we finish that up, we're just going to go into a little bit of a cool down. So one set through, one minute alternating arm hanging rotations, one minute each side of a lizard hip stretch, and then one minute of a PVC hold child's pose with a T-spine stretch. We'll go over that a lot more when we're in class too. All right, moving on to Tuesday, this is October 4th. We have a power-based workout. So it's going to be four minutes on, two minutes off for a total of three sets. And this is going to have a snatch focus today. So it's going to be eight barbell snatch grip hover deadlifts, six barbell snatch grip hang high pulls, and then four barbell hang snatches from above the knee. And you're going to be picking up where you left off each round. So four rounds cycling through those three movements as many times as you can pick up where you left off. So with the eight barbell snatch grip hover deadlifts this is very similar to the hover deadlifts that we did last week with cleans. The only difference is it is going to be a snatch grip. So instead of having the hands about hip width, um, your hands are going to be out wider for the snatch. And then there is going to be a little bit of a limit on your range of motion on this. So we're not going to be touching the floor. We're going to be hovering from a couple inches above the floor on the deadlifts. So you're going to start, I would say start standing on this. And then as you lower down into the bottom of that deadlift, you want to focus on sliding through your power position, hang position, floor position, pausing about a couple inches up off the floor, about mid shin where that bar is, maintaining position. So making sure that you are pinching those shoulder blades back and down, the arms stay long, you're maintaining tension in the core and in the glutes. And then as you're coming up, focusing on sliding up, back through the hang position, back through the power, and then standing that up all the way. Um, we can cycle through this pretty, like you can flow through this a little bit smoother. So you don't need to actually pause at each position, um, but you want to make sure that you are hitting those positions on the way down and the way up, because that is going to help prime you um, for the next movement, just help build your snatch position overall. So once you finish up those eight snatch grip hover deadlifts, you're going to go right into six barbell snatch grip hang high pull. So you're not going into the full snatch yet on this. You're going to start from above the knee. So this is going to be your hang position. Slide up to your power. Once you hit that power, you are going to focus on pushing the feet through the floor, squeezing the glutes, locking out the legs, getting that shoulder shrug leading into the high elbows. So the elbows always stay higher than that bar. So we're focusing on pretty much generating force and explosiveness through the lower body which transfers over into that shoulder shrug and into that high pull. So we're just, again, going through the high pull. We're not actually getting that turnover just yet. And this is coming from above the knee on every rep. Once you finish all six of those, then we're going to go into four hang snatches. So tying together everything that we just did with those hang snatch high pulls, we're going to go from above the knee again. You are doing the same exact thing, going sliding up to the power, getting the butt squeeze shrug, high pull. And then this time you were just focusing on exploding fast and getting that punch up overhead and that turnover into the into the snatch. So coming all the way up overhead on this one this time. And it's just four of those. This can be a muscle snatch, power snatch. If you feel really, really comfortable with a squat snatch, you can do that. Probably wouldn't recommend it. Um, I would probably focus just on either that power or that muscle. Um, and then once you finish up those four, you're going to go back into the hover deadlifts. This does not need to be unbroken. You don't need to do eight, six, four unbroken. You can do the eight hover deadlifts 
put it down, do the six high pulls, put it down, do the four hang snatches, or you can do the deadlifts, the high pulls, put it down for a second, do the snatches, and then go back into the deadlift. So you can break this up, and I would definitely recommend breaking this up. Um, you will be able to go heavier if you do that. And with this workout, we do want to actually get some load on the bar. So we don't want to just be moving. Um, obviously, unless unless your position is um, super compromised, if you go heavy, then don't go super heavy on it. Or if you're not familiar with the snatch, then don't go really heavy. But we don't want, if you feel comfortable with a snatch, you can go heavier than using just empty just an empty barbell. Um, don't stay light just to try and keep these unbroken. That's not the focus here. The focus is the explosiveness and we want to have a little bit of weight so we are getting into more of that strength aspect of the workout as well. We can always modify the, the reps too as well on this. I touched on this a little bit last week, but if you do want more of a strength focus on this, we can always modify those reps to like a 6-5-4 or a 5-4-3 for the deadlifts, high pull snatches. If you want a little bit more of an endurance focus, say if you're someone that um, you just want to focus on drilling the position of the snatch and you're not looking to go really heavy, um, or you tend to have back issues, anything like that when you do go heavier on the snatch. Um, but you are able to do it safely with a light load, then we can always increase those reps and stay pretty light on the bar as well. Um, and as always, if you don't feel comfortable with a barbell, we can always do this with dumbbells, kettlebells, whatever you do feel a little bit more comfortable with. When we finish this up, we're going to go into a little bit of a T-spine and just a, just in general, a spine cool down. So uh, one minute on each side, supine scorpions, one minute each side, lying thoracic windmill rotations, and then one minute of cat-cow. So just getting a lot of movement in the spine. Usually anything with Olympic weightlifting is pretty taxing um, on just the back, the lower, upper, middle back on the shoulders. Um, so we're just going to work on kind of just getting some good movement through there so you guys feel pretty good when you leave and you feel pretty good the next day. All right, moving on to Wednesday, we have our endurance-based workout for the week. This is September, just kidding, not September, this is October 5th. Um, so it's going to be a similar format as last week's endurance workout. We're just increasing that duration a little bit. So it's going to be 24-minute running clock, minutes 0 through 12. You're going to be rotating through 12, alternating kettlebell goblet hold, tall kneeling to squat, 10 feet elevated lateral plank plate walkovers and 60 single unders. So rotating through those three movements as many times as you can in the 12 minutes. Once you hit 12 minutes, you're going to stop where you are and you're going to change up the movements. So 12.01 to 24 minutes, you are going to do 12 kettlebell goblet hold lateral box step down. So six on each leg, 10 slow tempo dips and 20 by 10 meter single arm offset farmers carries. So with this one, I'm going to go over all of these movements a little bit more because a lot of them kind of are a little bit different or a little bit newer or might sound unfamiliar. Um, with the tall kneeling, um, the tall kneeling to a squat, so you're going to be holding a kettlebell in the goblet position right up at the chest. You're going to start in that tall kneeling position, both knees on the ground, hips forward, glutes squeezed. And then you're going to drive one knee and one foot forward. So focusing on still keeping the hips open here and trying to think about driving the knee straight forward and the foot straight forward underneath you. So we're not trying to swing the foot or swing the knee out to the side. We want to get the psoas working here. So trying to keep out that straight line forward as you bring the knee forward and the foot up. From there, you're going to be in a half kneeling position. Now you're going to do the same thing on the other side. Again, driving the knee forward, foot forward. So now you're in a partial squat. From there, you're going to hold there for a second, and then you're going to go back down, bring one foot directly behind you so the knee comes straight down, and then same thing on the other side, so you're back in that tall kneeling position. You want to be alternating which leg or which foot comes forward first, so you're 
essentially getting six on one side, six on the other side. Um, but this is going to be a lot of time under tension and psoas work with this just because you are going to be maintaining tension as you're coming up and as you're coming down as well. When we finish that up, feet elevated lateral plank plate walkover. So the feet are going to be elevated up on a low box. It can be a higher box um, and you're going to have a plate. So you're going to start with one plate and both hands are going to be outside of the plate on one side. So say you have the plate and then both hands are on the right side. You're going to step both hands up onto the plate and then step them off on the other side. And that is going to be one rep. And then you're going to do the same thing going the other direction. So now stepping them up toward the right on the plate and then stepping down on the other side that is two reps you want to keep the arms locked out the entire time a lot of times what we do is we just lift the hand off of the ground and we break the elbow that's not what we really want to be focusing on you want to think about lifting the arm through the shoulder blade so actually pinching the shoulder blade back as you lift the hand set the hand on the plate and then same thing on the other side pinch that shoulder blade back as it lifts the hand up set it on the plate so that's how we want to be going through this um and then 60 single unders, you guys know this. So ways that we can progress this is if you do want to make that tall kneeling to a squat a little bit tougher, you can go two kettlebells in your front rack position. And we can modify the lateral plank plate walkovers to more of a pike position. So you are loading the shoulders a little bit more. Um, with the single unders, we can always progress those two to double unders. And then I would go with 40 double unders um, if you are if you do have that movement and you want to do that um, for a little bit more of a challenge. And then with those 12 kettlebell goblet hold lateral box step down, so you are going to be starting at the top of the box. We've done this in warm-ups, but not necessarily in a workout before. Um, so we do want this to be a little bit more challenging, something that you can do under fatigue, um, but the movement is going to be loaded because we don't really necessarily do it loaded um, in workout or in warm-ups and stuff. So holding a kettlebell up in the goblet hold, you're starting at the top of the box lowering down as slow as you can so kind of keep that leg that is to the side of the box nice and close to the box it is going to help you stabilize a little bit more and focusing too on keeping that heel down on the box so a lot of times when we do this we lift that heel up and we end up driving the knee over but we're on the toe we don't necessarily want to be doing that if you do find that your heel is lifting up and you can't keep the heel down or if you're lowering down and you can't control the foot all the way down to the ground, go to a light, a lower box. You're going to get a lot more out of it if you can control it all the way down, control it all the way up, and keep that heel on the ground or on the box um, with a lower height versus trying to go with a higher height and then you're just kind of flopping all over the place. So something to take into consideration is definitely lower the height if you need to. Um, and then if you do feel pretty good with this and you did and you're at like a higher box height, this feels pretty good in the goblet hold, we can definitely make it tougher by holding two kettlebells in your front rack position. With those slow tempo dips, um, it is just going to be a controlled, probably about a two second count down to get those elbows about 90 degrees and then a controlled push up with a pause at the top making sure that the elbows lock out all the way. So you're not trying to burn through these dips as fast as you can. A lot of times when we do that, um, we end up going either too low because we're just kind of dropping down to the bottom of the dip, which is not what we want. We want to be controlling that down to 90 degrees, controlling that up, or we don't actually lock out the elbows all the way because we're just focusing on just trying to get up as fast as we can and get back down as fast as we can. Not the focus on this one. So making sure that we're going slow and controlled down, slow and controlled up, getting that pause at the top, making sure the elbows lock out all the way. And then with those 20, 10 meter single arm offset farmer's carries, it is going to be 10, 10 meter increments on one and then 10, 10 meter increments on the other. You're going to have one kettlebell um, to the side. 
So one is going to be held off to the side and then um, one can be in the front rack. So this is written for just one kettlebell off to the side and you can go pretty heavy on this. You want it to be heavy enough to feel like that kettlebell is kind of pulling you and you have to stabilize the core in order to keep it from pulling you to one side. If you do want a little bit more of a challenge, you can put one in the front rack and then a heavier one by the side and then swap. Um, but you do want this to be fairly challenging weight-wise. So if we don't have the weight that you need in a kettlebell, you can definitely go to a dumbbell or something like that, or we can always go to a different odd object carry if you wanted to go to like a um, 45 pound plate or something like that, that's also an option too. And then going through those three movements, the um, step downs, the dips, and the farmer's carry as many times as you can for that 12 minute window. So first three movements, the tall kneeling to a squat, Lateral plank plate walkovers and single unders, those are minutes 0 through 12. And then 12.01 to 24, you're going to the lateral box step downs, dips, and the offset farmer's carry as many times as you can. So it's 24 minutes of continuous movement. We're just switching up the movements a little bit about halfway through. When we finish that up, we're just going into a little bit of some just, just an active cool down. So one minute on each side, banded partial lunge to a hip rock, and then one minute each side, banded hamstring stretch, turning away from the upright. We're going to go over this a lot more when we get there um, in class, but this is going to be a really good one to just open up the hips a little bit, a little bit more, especially after doing the tall kneeling to a squat and the box step downs. And then a one minute dead hang from the pull up bar, since we are going to be doing a decent amount um, of just some shoulder work and some upper body work in this too. All right, moving on to Thursday, this is October 6th. We have another steady state workout for the week. So it's going to be 16 minutes and you are going to be rotating through a 100 foot lizard crawl, eight on each side, dumbbell Turkish sit-ups, and then a 400 meter run. So with the lizard crawl, very similar to a bear crawl, um, it's just kind of bumping that bear crawl up just a little bit. So instead of just walking in the quadruped position, you're going to be stepping one hand in the opposite foot. So for example, if you're stepping the right hand forward is the left foot that's coming up and you're pretty much lowering down into like a staggered push-up. When you come up, you're going to walk forward and do the same thing on the other side. So left arm comes forward, right foot comes up, lowering down into the push-up and then coming up. I'll go over different ways than, that we can modify this or Andrew or I will go over different ways that we can modify this as well. If 100 feet is a lot and you can't do that um, pretty consistently or you're taking a lot of breaks in between your sets, then we can definitely modify that to 50 feet, 75 feet, whatever we need to for that as well. Um, with the Turkish setups, it's just the first few steps of a Turkish getup. So starting on the ground, you're going to have one hand up overhead holding a dumbbell. That same leg this or the leg on the same side is going to be bent. So knee is bent, foot flat on the ground. And then your other hand is going to be extended out to the side at about 45. You're going to roll onto the non-working hand or the hand not holding the dumbbell. So or roll onto the elbow, press up onto the hand. So you're sitting nice and tall. And then you're just repeating those step, steps back down rolling back down to the elbow, back down all the way to the ground. So it's going to be eight on one, eight on the other. Um, and then you're finishing up with a 400 meter run. Obviously, if we can't run, we can definitely bike or row. So it would be about a 1K bike and about a 500, four to 500 meter row. And you're just cycling through those three movements for 16 minutes. When we finish that up, we're just going into a little bit of a cool down again. So one set through, one minute foam roller serratus stretch. This is going to be an active stretch um, and we'll go over it a lot more in class. One minute each side, kettlebell calf smash, and then a 30 second each side of a wall facing calf stretch. Um, so there is a decent amount of just running. You're going to be on the toes for the lizard crawl, which is going to help kick in the calves as well. So we're going to smash those out pretty good at the end of class.
All right, moving on to Friday. This is September, or not September, um, October 7th. So we have our sprint workout for the week. It's going to be two minutes on, two minutes off for six sets. So same type of format as last week. Um, but so minutes zero to one, you're going to be going through max reps of a dual dumbbell plank row to a snatch. So you're going to start in a plank, both hands on the dumbbells. So you're going to have two dumbbells. Um, both hands on the dumbbells. You're going to go into a row, row on each arm. You're going to jump both feet up so they're wide and outside of the dumbbells. You're going to swing both dumbbells in like the beginning of a kettlebell swing and then focusing on exploding up into a snatch and punching up overhead. Um, and that is going to be one rep. So you are going to do that as many times as you can in the one minute. I would give yourself about a five-second transition at the end of the minute, and then you're going to go into a 100-meter sprint at 100% max effort, whatever time is left of that two-minute win- or that one-minute window. So this is minute zero to two on the two-minute running clock. You're going to rest. So once you finish up that 100-meter sprint, you can stop, rest, walk back, and then you are going to get an additional two minutes in between your sets um, to rest as well. So this is essentially going to be about a minute and a half or so of work. And then you're going to get about two to two and a half minutes to rest at the end of this. Um, so you do want to be pushing that intensity pretty hard. So you feel like you need that rest in order to produce the same intensity and the same output on that next set. With the dumbbell plank row to a snatch, I know some of you guys tend to have problems holding on to both dumbbells in the plank position. It bothers your hands or it bothers your wrist. Um, So you can always change that up to a single arm movement where you're doing two plank rows on one arm going into that devil's press where you're jumping up with both feet wide and then going into a single arm snatch and then switching the dumbbell to the other arm, go back into the plank, two rows on the other arm, jumping up and then going into a snatch on on that same arm. So that is one way that we can change it up just so you're not holding in the plank with the hand on the dumbbell, since I know some of you guys that that can be pretty painful and just really uncomfortable too. Um, When we finish this up, we're going to go into a little bit of a cool down. So 200 meter recovery walk, nasal breathing only. So this is going to be really good for just helping to calm down that system, getting you out of that fight or flight and into more of that rest and digest. And then one minute each side, uh, prone scorpions, and then one minute each side of a banded rotational child's pose. So just kind of getting a little bit of spine work in there, stretching out the hips and the legs, and then getting into a little bit more of the lats too on that rotational child's pose. All right, when we finish this up, or just kidding, moving on to Saturday, this is October 8th, um, and this is going to be our last workout of the week. So we're finishing up with a power workout, so it's going to be an alternating every minute on the minute for 12 minutes. You're going to, on the odd minutes, you're going to do eight tempo box squats at a 3-1-X-1 tempo. Whatever time is left of the minute, you get to rest. And then on the even minutes, we have two primal push-ups. Whatever time is left of the minute, you get to rest. And you're rotating through that for six rounds each or 12 minutes total. Um, with the tempo box squats, so we do want a box that pretty much brings us right to 90 degrees. And the focus on this is it is going to be, again, like it sounds at a tempo, it's going to be a three-second lower, nice and slow, all the way to the bottom of the box. You pretty much are going to stop on the box, maintaining tension in the legs, maintaining tension in the core and the upper back, explode up, and then a one-second pause at the top. When we stop on the box, you don't want to stop and just be chilling out, resting there, because then when you come up, you're going to have to regain that tension, and that is going to be really difficult, especially when you are fatigued, which is going to risk you kind of dumping that chest forward, driving the hips up first, which is what we do not want in that squat. So again, barbell on the back. 
You're lowering down nice and slow for three counts, focusing on keeping that chest up, shoulder blades pinched back, driving the knees out over the toe, keeping the feet flat on the ground. When you get down to that box, you're sitting on the box. You are, re you are not resting. You are maintaining tension, focusing on keeping the chest up, shoulder blades squeezed back, core tight, knees out over the toes. And then you are going to explode up one second, pause the top, and then go back into that next rep. So the tempo is going to limit, obviously, how heavy you can go. And this is going to be coming from the floor. So you do want a weight that you can clean or snatch up overhead and lower safely onto your back and also be able to press up from your back and lower safely down to the floor. Um, so you do want a weight that, that allows you to be able to do that. But that tempo is going to make the movement just tough on its own. Um, if you don't feel comfortable with a barbell on the back, you can definitely go with two dumbbells in the front rack or you can stick with the front rack with the barbell. Either of those is fine. The dumbbells might be a little bit easier to pick up off the floor. If you did want to go with that, you might be able to go a little bit heavier, but those are options as well. And then on the even minutes, two primal push-ups. So you guys know this one. We've been drilling this for a while. So your primal push-up is three reps from the top down to 90 degrees with the elbows back down to the top directly into three from 90 degrees to that chest to the floor back to 90 degrees with the elbows and then three full range of motion push-ups so that three 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 is one unbroken complex with these two primal push-ups you do not need to do them unbroken you can do one complex unbroken take a second shake it out and then go back into that next one but both sets should be unbroken that is the goal is that you're going unbroken for one rep if you need to break it up before you go in or you need to stop before going into that next rep you can but both reps should be three 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 as an unbroken complex so definitely keep that in mind when you're figuring out your scale option when we finish this up just going into a little bit of a cool down so one set through one minute each side of a turnaway 90 degree pec stretch and then one minute each side of a half frog stretch so just going through that once just to get the body feeling good um, and stretching out the hips, stretching out the pecs a little bit too after the workout. All right, that is what we have for you guys for this week. If you guys have any questions, please reach out to Andrew or I. Um, but we can't wait to see you guys in class. If you do have questions too about modifying the workouts, if you do have specific goals, whether they're endurance, strength-based, anything specific to you, if you're trying to just get better at a certain movement or you're trying to rehab an injury, please let us know. Um, and we can always change these workouts to align more with your specific goals too. All right, guys, see you guys in class this week.